hands off to John oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's gonna go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. The one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. It has been a minute since we've had an episode together, Derek and myself. Hope you guys have been well. Hope you've uh, enjoyed, man, just all the draft content that's been coming out from our channel and other channels as well. Derek, with the draft coming up less than two weeks away now, I thought it was only fair to talk about probably the most heated debate amongst Colts fans right now. It's the question of which is more important, left tackle or edge rusher, right? Both by far the biggest needs on offense and defense, but we have the question now and we have arguments for both sides. And at the end, we're going to give our thoughts on which we think is the most important, but uh, it's a very interesting topic. Man, Colts nation is very split on this one, Derek. A lot of people have a lot of good reasons for both sides. And so I thought it'd be fair for us to kind of dive into both of those give the pros, give the cons of both sides, and then judge it fairly from our objective opinion. We're taking our fandom out of this one and giving you our thoughts overall. So, Derek, let's start on the offense. Let's start with left tackle. What is in favor, in your opinion, of drafting a left tackle earlier than like an edge rusher? Well, um, I think you and I both kind of agree that uh, the left tackle, at least right now, is the biggest need when you're talking about filling the actual position. And I have uh, been saying this for a while that, yes, we know that the defensive end position right now with the loss of Autry and things like that, you know, we 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 still have guys on the defensive side that can still provide that depth and we think that are still able to have some uh, ability to perform. But right now, when it comes to the left tackle position specifically, I mean, the Colts have really done a good job of providing depth at that position here in the offseason. You know, they signed Sam Tevy, they signed Julian Davenport, they signed somebody else I can't remember uh, for a guard spot. Chris Reed, oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what I was talking about. Yep. So, um, you know, they, they've done a good job of at least making sure we have that depth that we didn't necessarily have last year and we had to try to find some random person off the street where, you know, we're able to make that work in the Raiders game, but a lot of other times that really hurt us in games when we really needed it. And, you know, if we're going to if we're gonna be completely honest, if you're going to rely on Sam Tevy to be your number one guy, then that's a little bit of a concern to me. Um you know, and this is a spot here. This is a premium spot, you know, for for Wentz because, you know, Wentz was having to deal with so many issues last year with his offensive line. There were times they were on their third left tackle, um, and that that's an issue. And, I mean, we I'll let Cody talk about the sack numbers, but, I mean, when it comes to the left tackle spot, this is just a premier spot, even if Ballard decides to trade back a little bit. And he thinks his left tackle is still going to be there. And a couple picks later, 
then it provides a great opportunity for you to get somebody that you truly believe you can plug in right away and be that left tackle of the future, and you don't have to pay him for five years. Yeah. No, that makes total sense to me. Um, and with, you know, that that if you draft him in the first round, you get that fifth-year option as well. So you get them for an extended period of time as opposed to if you waited till the second round or wherever you would draft the left tackle. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, going back to Sam Tevy, I mean, I think the words that were used to describe him was unmitigated disaster last year for the Chargers. So if you're Carson Wentz, you don't want that guy as your left tackle. No offense to Sam Tevy. I'm sure he's a great human. But overall, if that's a headline coming out about you, you know that's not the guy you want at left tackle. So, uh, But I like him as a depth piece, though. I do. But you're right. I think overall, you need to find a guy who can provide, you know, that that solid, you know, what Costanzo provided essentially for you when you drafted him in 2011, that can be that rocket left tackle for the next decade. You need a guy like that. Now, I know some people will say, well, their tackle depth is really, really deep. I get that. But also, you have to consider what is the drop off from, you know, the 1A tackles to the 1B tackles? What is that drop-off? Is it significant enough where you feel like we need to go get a guy that's more talented and more pro-ready for Carson Wentz? You mentioned it, Derek, the sack numbers. 50 sacks. He didn't even play in 16 games, right? Remember, he got benched. But he still took 50 sacks last year. That in itself in 16 games is unacceptable, let alone, I believe it was 12 or 13 games he played in. So if that tells you anything about how beat up that Eagles offensive line was, man, I mean, that should tell you all you need to know about why tackle should be a major priority for the Colts. And even going back, man, to that Kansas City game against the Buccaneers. What happened? Now, I don't think that's going to happen to the Colts where they're going to be down two tackles. But, I mean, we saw it last year. You mentioned the the Pittsburgh game especially comes to mind where you're stuck with, well, Raven Clark and Chaz Green as your tackles. I mean, your offense couldn't do anything in that second half. I mean, let's be real. Your offense couldn't do anything. You can't mask that all the time. So... Uh, no matter who you have, man, at quarterback, you can have Patrick Mahomes at quarterback if that Super Bowl showed us anything. But if you don't have depth at offensive line, you know, if one of your guys goes down, or if you don't have an offensive lineman that you feel confident in, doesn't matter who good, how good your quarterback is, you're not going to win that game. I mean, I think that's fair enough to say. But there also are some buts for this as well, right? You look at how deep this draft class is, which I mentioned as well. Like, I feel like you can still get maybe not as talented or a pro ready of guys, maybe in that second round, but you can still get some guys who can be some solid to really good starters for you for the next decade as well. So I think you can also do that with that simply just how deep this tackle class is. And maybe some of those guys who would originally be first round picks are now sliding to that second round. And you feel like you can go wait for one of those guys. Maybe you trade up and get a guy there in that early second round. If a, if a first round talent falls all the way down there uh, with this, with how deep this is, we saw it last year, man, with Michael Pittman and some of those other guys that fell to that second round, they were first round projections. I mean, even mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson fell to like the Vikings, right? He fell to a later round later in that first round. So mm-hmm. maybe that's something that'll happen here with this tackle class as well. Um, and also just looking at left tackle and just looking at the offensive line in general, Derek, you and I both know we played offensive line in high school. Uh, when you have kind of a liability or a not a average starter, sometimes you can kind of mask that a little bit better than you can with a defensive end, right? 
Like yeah. you can help that guy. You can ship. You can use your tight end over there to do whatever you need to do. Give that guy some help if you know he is the weak link on that offensive line. As opposed to pass rusher, man, you can't do that. It's a lot mm-hmm. easier to mask offensive line issues than it is pass rush issues, in my opinion. So that's kind of a reason for it. Let's move on now to defensive end. What are some pros for defensive end being a higher priority in your mind, Derek? Um, I mean, honestly, you know, like I said, there's, uh, I mean, there's not as many opportunities in this draft right now for a defensive end, you know, a lot, we've been kind of going over some of the names, you know, and, um, I mean, and on top of what we said earlier about how, you know, we think there's better depth at the defensive end position right now. You know, you got, um, Ben Banigou, you have, Taekwon Lewis, you have Alkadi Muhammad. We believe Justin Houston's going to come back. Kamoko so Ture. And Kamoko Ture's there. So, you know, there's five guys that have played in this system. They have played at that position. And we feel that there are some good upside, right, to those players. But then again, we also understand that there's a couple of those guys that have, you know, really – that have really not performed the way that Ballard wished that they would, right, so far. And that's also been another reason why, you know, a lot of us have said that, you know, for Ballard to get a defensive end in free agency, because Ballard, to his credit, has not done a very great job of getting a lot of defensive linemen in the draft to come here and be reliable pieces. But, um, you know, like I said, there's less opportunities in the actual draft itself. You know, we talked about Quiddy Pay, we talked about Jalen Phillips, and you talk about some of the guys in like the second round who are falling a little bit. We think we could maybe get one at 54. That's a a, a tier two kind of guy. But also, I mean, the issues that you have then when you're talking about some of the negatives when it comes to wanting to try to get a defensive end with that front end of the um of the draft is the issue is there's a lot of question marks on a lot of these guys. The number one defensive end in this entire class is Jalen Phillips. I don't care what anyone says. A lot of people say it is Jalen Phillips and it is Jalen Phillips. The only issue you have with him, he's got a long injury history and you're very concerned about if you take somebody like that, then how many times does he get hit before, you know, he has to call it quits because his long-term health is in question, right? And then you got guys like Quiddy Pay, Jason uh, Away, and then a bunch of other guys who are athletic freaks. I mean, they are athletic as can be, but they're very con- inconsistent. They're raw. They don't have a lot of great technicality. Even Jalen Phillips has a few issues with that. So, you know, there's really just a lot less certainty with these guys that you want to invest a first round pick into versus I could count about six offensive tackles that should be selected in the first round because they're worth a first round pick. I can't, I could probably only say that for about two uh, defensive linemen right now. And that's what's scary. It's, it's also a fine line of like, look, our guys haven't proven those guys you invested those second round picks into they haven't proven to be full starters, right? But also, it's like they're still young, so you want them to develop as well and have that chance. But, like, you can't wait on them forever. So it's like the fine line of what the Colts are going to have to decide as a team. Are they wanting to take a chance on some of these young guys, or are they wanting to continue? Maybe they continue to just add young you know, young talent to that defensive end position. 
But you mentioned the inconsistencies. I mean, that's something that we've said about the defensive end position is the word inconsistency. And so I think for me, it's like, that's one thing we don't need is more inconsistency at defensive end. That's been our problem the last few years for sure. Um, So it's kind of like, but you could see it both ways for this argument. I do think defensive end from a impact standpoint is a bigger need, Derek. Well, and on top of what you were talking about earlier as well. You were talking about it earlier with the left tackle position, and we saw in the Super Bowl, right? You could flip that argument to the same thing with the defensive end that, you know, you could also say if Kansas City had both their left tackles that they originally had, I mean, Shaq Barrett and those boys, they were still bringing a lot of pressure. That still could have potentially in, could have still led to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still winning that game in the end because of the pressure that those defensive ends were able to dial up. We already know what DeForest Buckner is able to do in the middle, but having a sure defensive end on the outside opposite end of him is just a dangerous tool to have on that defensive line. And it helps, it will help the defense so much in this scheme right now. Oh yeah. This scheme is predicated on that, on that pressure that you get on the defensive line rushing four. And if you can't do that consistently, What's going to happen? Teams are going to eventually figure it out. I mean, that's what we saw in this with this Colts defense, right? They were top five for the first half of the season. Then when the pass rush kind of fell off at defensive end, look what happened. I mean, teams were throwing for 300-plus yards on them. They got shredded in a few games last year mm-hmm. near the end of the year because they weren't able to get that pressure. So I feel that. I feel the tension there of you need to find that guy, but is it worth investing a guy that has injury concerns consistency issues, and all that stuff that you mentioned, is it worth drafting them 21st overall? I think that's the biggest question that we have to answer, the Colts have to answer. But let's move on, Derek, to talking about our thoughts, though, on which one we think is more important at 21. What do you think? Oh, man. I mean, you know, it's whatever whatever uh, choice we make here, Cody. It's going to make the comment section mad Bring either way. Um, look, I've always been on the chart of saying that it's always it's always about finding the right guy, right? I don't I don't want the Colts to pick somebody at twenty one that they don't believe is actually worth the twenty first pick if it's somebody that they feel they can get later, then of course I want them to wait. I don't mind that. And I'm sure Ballard has about seven or eight different scenarios that he's comfortable with saying. But the issue is, is I also don't want them stretching for a defensive end at 21, who one may not be there. There's a couple picks right beforehand that are going to be taking either a left tackle or defensive end as well. So, you know, it's, do we... I don't want to reach for any one of those guys, but I feel more comfortable saying that if the right guy is there, you take the left tackle. I am more comfortable with taking that left tackle that they're comfortable with than somebody at the defensive end position because I just do not like this defensive end group coming out of the of the draft. And I think that if Ballard potentially trades back or if he wants to wait till 54 to draft the defensive end, I think you can still get a quality defensive end at that pick rather than investing it into the 21st. 
I mean, I think trade out is obviously the first option there. Nobody you really like. I mean, I think best player available. If one of those pass rushers is there, I think you got to pull the trigger. Um, because like you mentioned, I mean, the argument of there is more tackle in this draft in terms of depth than there has been. And there is a defensive end. So I'm kind of like, get the best player you can at defensive end. You know, obviously don't stretch for a guy, like you said, like if there's a guy that you feel like isn't a first rounder or really isn't, you know, shouldn't be there for you, uh, then don't take him. But also on the flip side, like you, your biggest need, I think, this is just my opinion, it's got to be pass rusher. It's got to be pass rusher because you can cover it up a lot better at tackle. It, not that you would cover it up, but like I think it's a little bit easier to do that as opposed to you just need a dude at defensive end, man. You have to figure out the pressure at defensive end. You can't keep putting Band-Aids on it. You can't keep crossing your fingers and hoping that one of these guys develops. You need a guy that's going to go in there and be that. So if one of those guys is sitting there, I think it's the move, man. If not a trade out, I think you have to go pass rusher. I think this is exactly why I wanted Ballard to do something with the defensive end in free agency. <laughs> this is exactly why. It's exactly why I did not like this group of defensive ends coming out of college. I don't have faith in almost all of them. And I just wished we would have pulled the trigger on somebody. Somebody, and then this decision would have made would have been so much easier, so much easier. But well, that's a discussion for another day. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously Ballard knows what he's doing when when it comes to the draft. This is kind of his bread and butter. So yes, it absolutely is. So uh, we can look at his history and say he hasn't had great luck drafting defensive ends quite yet. But he could go and shock the world and draft a guy and be absolutely phenomenal. I mean, people could say before last year Ballard can't draft safeties right I mean maybe Kari Willis but he's found two safeties right in the little later rounds and yep. so like Ballard he knows what he's doing man I really have he does he, he does, does better drafting guys uh, in the third and fourth round than he does in the first and the second to be honest it's crazy I know he's so good at finding <laughs> those mid-round gem kind of guys so I'm like man if we wait till the till the third or fourth round and we somehow get a stud defensive end wouldn't be shocked at all based off of Ballard's track history but all right, guys, I think that'll do it for this one. Let us know in the comments. We know this is a very hot-button issue right now in Colts Nation. So let us know what you think is the biggest need and what you think is the most realistic scenario for the Colts getting either a left tackle or defensive end. We'd love to hear your thoughts. But that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Yeah.